Boom, put those rose petals on the bed, baby. There well, you go. They you. are out. Welcome to Chaos Theory on this wonderful Valentine's Day, February 14th of our 2024, the year of our Lord, all that happy horse stuff. Um, I'm Adam Wagner. That is Rodney Rodriguez, alias known as Wags and Double R. You can find me on Twitter, not to take Wags. You can find Rodney on Twitter at the Rodney R and then on the gram at the underscore Rodney R. I'm at the Wagner Wire on all other social platforms. If you are mobile listening to us, make sure you hit us up on that code of text line, 512-222-9328. Make sure you're smashing that subscribe button well, like we've already talked about. Um, tell five friends like Harge always says. And if you guys want to comment, make sure you're commenting in this chat here on YouTube. That's the best way that we kind of correspond with you guys. And also that Coda text line. It is Chaos Theory. What's up, CB? What's up, Sam? What's up, Steven? What's up, Jason? What's going on, everybody in the channel here for the Texas Sports Unfiltered fam? What's going on, Rodney? How are you, sir? And we got we got them all going uh, Valentine's Day. And, and I'll tell you what, man, it, it gets so cool. Tracy's birthday is February 26th, and she always tells me, she's like, look, Valentine's Day, don't even worry about it, but I always do something. But this year, it was like very clear, don't do not do anything. So so I've done my duty for Valentine's Day. You know what I did? I turned on the fucking crock pot, dude. We're having, we're having yeah, road. I, I haven't done anything yet. I haven't gotten anything going down yet. I'm kind of sad. She said, don't do anything. She said, I'm going to be checking that credit card bill. Don't don't be buying anything. She's like, don't even get a card. Don't even get a card. She said, if you if you want, that's to a do trap, though. Isn't it? I feel like that's a trap. I, I think it always is, but but I always do something. But I'm not going to do anything today. I'm not going to do anything today. And and the whole thing is, she's like, we'll just we'll just hang out this evening. We'll have a good roast and we'll have a meal. And and I'll be damned. She's going to get to watch Daytona 500 qualifying. So I mean, what in the hell could be better? What could be better? But. But gentlemen, you need to take care of your women because this is a very important day, especially if you're in a young relationship. Yeah, 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 yeah. The hog Molly, she's I catching the hog Molly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> what do you guys? So, what do you guys do? All right, I'm trying to. I'm trying to keep it serious. I'm trying to keep it serious. What do you guys do for Valentine's Day? Because we don't really do anything. And I feel bad because I am kind of slacking. Like Bucky, it appears like Bucky is a damn Fabio. He, he, he or you know, or or Mr. Suave. You know what I mean? He can Rico Suave. I remember that dude. Um, feels like he's got everything always planned out, or you know, he's taking people to the movies and stuff. I don't make any effort on Thanksgiving or Thanksgiving. Jesus, I don't make any effort on uh, Valentine's Day. It is kind of like Thanksgiving, man. I'm about to get the bird. You know what I mean? About to try yeah. to get into some of that pie. Um, yeah. Anyways, dude, it's, I, I mean, I don't really go out and make plans. I don't make reservations or anything like that. I, I do feel like it's a Hallmark holiday, so to speak. Um, but yeah, like, you'd think maybe I should plan dinner. I mean, I haven't even taken those steps. You know, I'm, I'm really slacking on the Valentine's Day scene, man. I think the good thing is, Wags, is, is after you, and, and again, I don't mean this in a bad way, but after you've been with your significant other for a while, whether you're married, whether you're in a committed relationship, whatever. Thrill, the is, hell it's, it's, thrill is still there. Thrill is not gone. There. It's still there. I think the nice thing about it is, like we were talking about yesterday, the thrill can be on a random Thursday. I mean, you know, it, it's, it's, and I talk, I have a lot of female friends. I have a lot of female friends. Is that right? And, is that right, Rodney? Are you? Uh, are you? Would you call yourself a pimp? Uh, no, 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 no. Um, uh, most of my friends are female. Uh, about the only dude friends that I have are these listener, these watchers that we have that I've never met in person, but I consider them friends. And you guys here on the staff—that's about the only dude friends that I really uh, communicate with. But it's like women are like Valentine's Day is one thing, but. When 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 a dude just shows the appreciation or the love or whatever just at a random time, not a birthday, not a not a Valentine's Day, not any of that shit, just comes home with flowers or just comes home with I don't know chocolates or whatever the hell it is. That's that's what women really appreciate. And look, look at Jason right here. Jason's got it going on. I'm cooking steaks and baked potatoes for the wife tonight. Jason, can I come by, Wait, my man? Jason, but, I'll but bring the ropes. Like, what happens after, like, and I'm not trying to get 
personal or anything, but what happens after the dinner? Like, is 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 just the dinner? Do you guys, you know, watch a movie or do you guys have any other plans after you guys cook dinner or what? No, I'm 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 seriously intrigued. Like, how much time do you spend? Do, do you spend the entire night with your spouse or with your significant other? Um, I'll, be, I'll be honest with you, Wags. What 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 we do nowadays? I mean, when we were younger, yeah, it, things would drag on, and you know, you make a full night of it. But us, if we have what we call more of a of a, of a date night, what's going to happen is it's probably going to start with dinner, where we're going to have to wait around and we're going to sit at the bar. Then we're going to eat. You're going to overeat. You're going to if you go have Mexican food, you're going to eat so many so much chips and salsa. Then you're going to be so full by the time you get yourself back home, which you do that in a very smart way, responsible way. You get home, you sit on the couch, whatever else may happen, if it's going to be movie night or whatever, and then, hell, you're asleep. I mean, that's, that's kind of what happens with us. It's it just kind of, kind of out. Yeah, you know, it, it's like, it, it's just, I, I think the longer that you're with someone, I mean, whether you're in a, whatever relationship you're in, I think the longer that you're with them, what what is really cool, and I don't mean to sound like whatever, just sitting down and having a good conversation, you know, because life is so busy. I mean, I'm sure you and your wife are the same way, dude. Where it's like you don't get a lot of time to communicate. Yeah, I don't, I don't get off. I don't get off until nine o'clock most nights, or, or sometimes it's it's even after ten. You know, on, on a really long night. You know what I mean? And hell, there's times yeah. where Katie's in bed by eight o'clock. You know, and I'm yeah. not, that's not a exaggeration. Like she is asleep, like passed out by eight o'clock so yeah um yeah. I'm like i'm seriously interested and intrigued like what do you guys do after dinner because i mean I, right now we're getting all i'm getting off at a late hour and trying to figure out if we can sneak a movie in here or do something that's uh that's a little bit of a, a later dinner scene but damn man maybe you should just take if you're like me in my position maybe you should just take off the you know the latter portion of the day and from set from seven to to 10 or whatnot and go out and have a good damn good dinner i can't cook that's the half that's half the reason uh for my mishaps or whatnot so usually i'm taking katie out to a damn restaurant or whatnot um, yeah yeah and and right now if you're making reservations on on valentine's day you're kind of shit out of luck i would assume good right good luck yeah if you're gonna do that but i i can tell you because we've done it in the past if, if you're if you're looking for a place and i mean this isn't only because they're an advertiser here on texas sports unfiltered find yourself find yourself a jack allen's kitchen man that you go there and i mean it's the great experience there it's good ambiance i mean drinks are great i mean the food is exceptional um salt traders uh here in round rock um I, i'm not a big seafood guy but we did i think it was a birthday one year i took uh the wife there to salt traders and it was like oh my goodness it was just unbelievable the food that you had there but yeah i, I think at the, if you're down to the point of making reservations right now whoo, man you better you better hope you figure something out because you're running out of time time is running out go to heb get your flowers that's the best place again no offense to our local uh, whatever's, but H-E-B is local since 1905. That's been our grocer of choice, not mine, but Texas. I even get a little, uh, sometimes I'll get the boombastic side eye if I buy flowers. And I'm told not to buy flowers, yeah. right? But then if you don't buy flowers, that's what I'm saying. Like, I feel like it's it's halfway a trap. Most of the yeah. stuff that my wife tells me, I feel like is a trap. When she's like, don't support the Hallmark holiday. But hey, where's my flowers at? You know, hey, where's my flowers? Um, we do have athlete of the week. We'll get that to that at the bottom of the hour here in just a little bit. But we wanted to talk a little bit about sports today on the sports channel. Um, what's on the billet today, Rodney? What's on the docket? Anything you got to get off your chest or want to get off? Your chest? Um, you know what? What I was curious about, and and I mean, I think it's going to be a topic of conversation for us here now. Now that we're kind of in this dead period, you know, with with football over, I saw another mock draft that came out on ESPN. And that that question keeps coming about, you know, that we were talking about with Caleb or uh, with uh, Justin. Are you talking about um, Gates's article? Uh, is that who that was? Yes, yes, that is the one. I'm glad we're on the same page right there. See, we see, we think the same right there. Um, it also helps when we talk about what we're gonna do. So. Yeah, yeah, right. Um, you know, with with that right there, I mean, I think. Chicago's thing right here is what's going to set this whole thing in motion. I mean, we're, we're what effing the hell out of this thing, but, but depending on what Chicago um, intends to do right there. And, and the other thing that, that I did want to ask you about, I mean, that they brought in Shane Waldron 
um, the offensive coordinator is different right there. So, so I'm curious to see what what your thoughts are. I mean, with with what I, I think this is something to where I am hoping that whatever they're going to do with the quarterback thing is going to be in the hands of Shane Waldron because that's the guy that is going to have to deal with whatever happens there. Right. And Usually when you get a new change or something like that, they want their fresh guy or they want their quarterback. Um, this might not be the case, though. Uh, or or if you're just going off my opinion, I, I've told you guys wholeheartedly, I think it's a bad move for the Chicago Bears to take a step back and go get Caleb Williams. I, I mean, I, I have almost mentioned it to exhaustion. We'll speak a little bit about more as the draft comes up, and hopefully that that's the path that you know the the Bears elect to take is you know not going with Caleb Williams and going with with Justin Fields here. Here's the thing: I've seen scenarios where the Bears do kind of try and find a suitor for their number one pick, but who's going to like? Are the Cardinals willing to jump up to go get a? You know, Caleb Williams, are the are the commanders willing to jump up to go get the commander or to go get Caleb Williams? Everybody seems to know the debacle that the Bears are in. Like, do they are are they really gonna trade Justin Fields or are they gonna actually, you know, throw their pick away and and not I wouldn't say throw their pick away, um, trade their pick away and go get Caleb Williams. Yeah, you know, I mean, if if you're the Bears, you're you're got to ask yourselves the serious question is how important is four players, or if you think Caleb Williams is the better player in this draft, or if it's Marvin Harrison Jr. I happen to be under the impression that it's Marvin Harrison Jr. I think he's the best player in in the draft. I think, and again, I said this a little bit yesterday. I think there's so many quarterbacks in this draft class yeah. that are getting a lot more hype than they would usually get because it's a watered-down draft class. And, like, like you see, you know, three or four quarterbacks, you're like, oh, my God, it's, you know, a superior, an uberly talented quarterback class. That's not the case. We What, what happened, you know, back in, what, 2019? I can't remember the year. But the year that Baker Mayfield, the year that Sam Darnold, the year that Josh Allen uh, drew – Hell, I can't even remember the guy's name any, anymore. The other, the other guy that got drafted by Miami but didn't do anything. Um, you, you look at all, you look at these guys when they came out. Everybody's like, "Oh, it's supposed to be one, you know, one hell of a draft class." Just because there's a lot of quarterbacks coming out, don't doesn't mean they're good. Yeah. You know what I mean? So well, I, I still find that it might be, you know, could be mediocre quarterback play um, with Caleb Williams being. You know, truly the the NFL talent, but that's going to take a couple of years for that to come to fruition, in my opinion. And I think we walk into the NFL and be rookie of the year. I don't, I don't no. see that out of Caleb Williams. It's, where where he go if he does go to the Bears, maybe. But well, I, I, I and, and and like I was saying yesterday, I mean, I, I, I think don't see him on the Bears, Rodney. I don't, I, I don't either. And and I mean, I think if he was going to walk in and have success, he would fit in well there with the Bears. But I think the the, the caveat to all of this wags is. Like you're talking about with the, with the quarterback class that we have right now, with Chicago having that and, and and some of the maneuvering that we're watching right there, you know, at one point it was Caleb Williams is just so superior to all the other quarterbacks in this draft, whatever the case was going to be. But it kind of seems like it's come back around to where yeah he's going to be the number one pick. But I mean with the with that the mock that came out now, you, you got Jaden Daniels going to the Commanders and 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 I look at that and I'm like you know if I'm the Commanders. I think I'd rather have him anyway. You know what I mean? Um, I mean, I, I think I'd rather go with Jay. Well, you were Dan. big on you were big on Drake May going to the Commanders first, uh, right? I, well, my, my initial thought with him was to to the Patriots. I, I thought that he would fit the Patriot system with Bill Belichick, but now um, maybe he still fits the Patriot system. Uh, this this mock has him going to the Patriots, so that would still shake itself out. But I just think that to 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 back up what you're saying right there that with the quarterbacks that we have in this draft class, that it's not anything where, where somebody's going to give away the farm. So somebody's going to, somebody's going to mortgage off their future to go get Caleb Williams, because I just don't think that, that, that that's what needs to happen with him. I'm just not sold on the guy, man. I hate to be an asshole. I know people think, yeah, I don't think that you being an asshole, Rodney. I think that you being a critic. I think it's just being the bottom line. I mean, it, it's like, I just don't get it. I don't get it. And, and with, with Marvin Harrison going to the Cardinals, uh, that's great if Kyler Murray stays upright, but 
Uh, you know, I, and I do agree with you. I mean, Marvin, but, see, are, but where's where's the chat field on this for Kyler? Like, where's the temperature for Kyler Murray in Arizona here? Is it still hot? Is it still sizzling out there in the desert? Or has it kind of cooled off a little bit here? He's a little bit of an oddball. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Not, not really fully there. Um, likes to play video games. We've seen that interview from time to time. More of a video game guy instead of a film guy, uh, yep. which is just fucking odd. Um but anyways, I don't I don't think that the Cardinals are in the business of essentially buying out a, a first round or a first round overall to to get up four spots, you know, for Caleb Williams. I, I just don't think it's gonna happen. Um if you know, if that's the route they like to take to kind of trade up with the Bears. If I'm the Bears, I don't even if you get this pick for um even if you get this pick for uh, what for Caleb Williams or whatnot for Marvin Harrison, Jr., you know the exchange for Marvin Harrison Jr. I don't know. I don't even think you entertain that or or you take that right. Why flirt with the window? Jeff and I had this talk um, a couple about a month ago. Why flirt with the window or the you know maybe the missed opportunity that you don't get your guy in Marvin Harrison Jr. because of yeah. what four picks? Yeah, because of. Sure. If you get the first round, if you get a first round overall, your chances of getting a first in return for the ROI, um, that it's a lot better. But again, we've all sat here and talked about if you deal out Caleb Williams or excuse me, if you deal out Justin Fields, you're probably not going to get a, a first round pick on the return. Anyways, you're probably going to you know, end up with a second, probably packaged, to, you know, a second or a fifth or a second or a fourth, so to speak. So I don't know. I don't think I don't think. The juice is worth the squeeze, so to speak, if you're the Bears and even entertaining, you know, a pick out of the first overall, if, if it's four spots. I think you go ahead, elect to take your guy, regardless of if you're going to make your decision between Caleb Williams or uh, Marvin Harrison Jr., which is the two that we think that that's where the, the Bears are honing in on. Yeah, and that's and that's the thing because because I think if you are the Cardinals and if you do stay put, I mean, but but again, depending on what happens with Williams, I mean, if you're the Cardinals, you stay put and you're going to be able to get your guy. Uh, I mean, you're you're going to get you're going to get Marvin Harrison uh, because the quarterbacks are going to go right there. But I mean, and we had this conversation, you and I, uh, and I think we all agreed there when we talked to Jeff at the same time. If I'm anybody, if I'm anybody that that's gonna that's gonna try to make a move right here. And go up. I I know that I said that that the immediate success that Caleb Williams could have was going to be with Chicago with that system right there. But it, I mean, I think if anybody really wants to go make a splash and really wants to go make a move, because you've got a lot of other things in place, and hopefully you don't have to get rid of some of that great young raw talent that you have to go get this pick is Atlanta, because I think if the Falcons could find a way to get Caleb Williams into the fold right there, maybe I mean. Dude, I mean, how about that? I mean, you land there if you're Caleb Williams. That that that's gonna that's gonna help a lot of your maturation right there. When when you when you go into that situation and they're they're gonna build around you. Hell, it's already built around you. You got a running back. You got a wide receiver. You got a tight end. You've got all that shit right there waiting for you to to you for you to take that offense and make it take it to the next level. And Atlanta's not that far off, dude. They're a quarterback away. I think we've all said that. So in 2024. Justin Fields is scheduled to earn $4.7 million. All right. $4.7 million. Um, I think that's, I mean, I don't know where the bill, I don't know how much of a cap is or a cap hit that is for the bears in terms of their percentage. Right. But I mean, dude, with you think, or excuse me, scheduled to make as a base, as a base, Right as a base, he's averaged to, or scheduled to make one point six, right? And then, um, hell, with like with the average salary and the sign-on bonus or whatnot, he's what he he might be due the yearly of three three point two. So I I don't know what the Bears' finances are here, but you think that that's an affordable paycheck or an affordable purse for a quarterback that could be your potential franchise quarterback. Um, yeah, the the price tag will be a lot more inexpensive with Caleb Williams on a rookie contract. But you'd like to think within three three years, your 
your AAV that you're going to have to pay is going to be even more considerably higher if Caleb Williams has the trajectory that you think it's going to have. You have the pieces in place. I don't know why I'm beating my head against the brick wall here about this. I think the move is clearly Justin Fields. Yeah, I agree with you. And 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 this is like like we were talking about yesterday, the day before. I don't know. It's all running together right now. But I mean, I think with the moves that the Pittsburgh Steelers are making and, and with the needs that the Pittsburgh Steelers have, I think if you have a, a really serious, legit buyer for um, for Justin Fields, I mean, I, I think Pittsburgh should be in that conversation. Maybe Atlanta should be in that conversation. I mean, that, that that's the two teams that come to mind to me where it's like, you know, good landing spots for Justin Fields. Um, I, I think that he goes to either one of those, either one of those clubs and he's going to make a dramatic, immediate uh, impact on those teams that are going to make those offenses better offenses better just because of what he did this year and the whole thing is the bottom line like we're talking about I think if you're Chicago you're stupid to get rid of him I, I mean I, I just don't think that they should get rid of him but you know it, it's uh, <laughs> it, I want this to resolve itself because we're going to sit here and, and at the same time I hope that it kind of drags out to the end because then it's going to throw the whole fucking first round of the draft into chaos dude uh, because it's like, okay, what happens now? What happens now? And the thing is with Fields, maybe he ends up in a spot that we're not even thinking about. Maybe he ends up in Seattle or or something like that. I, I mean, you just don't know. I, I just think that it's good talent that's waiting right there. And the dude has, has done his time, and he's made the progress in the right direction where at this time last year, people were saying he was going in the wrong direction. He wasn't worth a mm -hmm. damn. I disagree. I think he's done what he needs to do to hold that job. Um, we're we're talking about NFL hypotheticals. Let's talk about what's up, Ruse. How we doing, Ruse? We in the clouds, baby. We in the clouds. Uh, let's talk about an NFL hypothetical, or excuse me, an NBA hypothetical that could have happened, um, but yeah. didn't end up being into fruition. Um, LeBron James, arguably, still the king. I mean, still the still playing at a high level. Clearly, top five basketball player in the league, um, to my opinion, for mm -hmm. my opinion. Um, what would have happened if he were to have been coupled up with arguably the greatest, and not even arguably, the greatest shooter of our time, which is Steph Curry? Uh, the Warriors made a bid for LeBron James in the closing hours of free agency with, um, uh, excuse me, or the NBA with um, the Lakers with a trade deadline and whatnot. Uh, LeBron James did not elect to go so, but or did not elect. Did not elect to go over to Golden State, but what were to happen? Do you think if he were to couple up with probably uh, still the I would still I still got Golden State is the most one of the most dangerous backcourts, top three dangerous backcourts in the NBA. Um, even though the, the Splash Brothers are kind of aging and getting a little bit senile, I guess you want to call it for the NBA there. Um, but I think you know the addition to LeBron James on Golden State would have been a dominant. Um, a dominant, you know, acquisition for sure. They would have been clear cut the favorites to go into the NBA and, and take the West down. Um, I still think it's Denver, even though Denver's kind of struggling a little bit. They're uh, struggling. I think they're down to like the fifth or fourth spot in the West, yeah. but I still think Denver is going to make the run at the same when it's all said and done and kind of reclaim their, uh, you know, their spot at the top of the West here. Um, but for me. I, you know, I, I think if you would have put LeBron James with Steph Curry would have been some of the best basketball I've seen in my life. Um, I know how great they were with uh, with KD being there. But if you take one of the best facilitators that we've seen in all of the game and put it with some of the best shooting that we've seen in all the game, going to be it would have been very hard to make this uh, to beat this team or beat this hypothetical team. But when it was all said and done with, um, Jeannie Buss said that there was no aspirations or desire for LeBron James to leave the Lakers, and he was happy where he was at, which makes sense considering that um, L.A. is kind of the spot for his family now, especially yeah. with Bronny being at USC. We talked about, you know, maybe, um, uh, you know, maybe I can't. What's the second son's name? I can't remember the second. Brock? I can't remember the, the damn second son's name. But maybe, you know, the second son ends up at uh, USC as well. Yeah. And it seems like there's a nice little happy melting spot of basketball for LA for the James family. So, yeah, yeah you know, to to me the 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 Lakers, 
the Lakers for him is just a really good spot because of everything that you're talking about right there. And like I've mentioned in the past to where I think that the other things that LeBron is doing outside of basketball, what he's going to be doing post-basketball, he's in the best metropolis to do, you know, whether it be production or whatever he's going to do right there. But, I mean, if you look at the standings right now in the West, I mean, the Lakers are nine and a half back and the Warriors are ten and a half back. Uh, sitting in the, what, nine and ten spots respectively. So I think the move right there, not only would it have been tran- transcending because you would have put those two greats together. I mean, to me, that would have been one of the coolest things right there is that you're pairing, you know, two of the greatest basketball players in, in, the, in, in NBA history. I mean, we can say modern day versus old school, but you're you're pairing those two together, and, and I think that it allows the Warriors to, it would have allowed the Warriors to, to make a run right here because they're, they're, they're sitting, uh, you know, number ten. So I uh, I think that would have helped them tremendously because looking at those standings in the West right there, when you just look at it from a basketball perspective, I mean, the Suns are fifth and they're six games out. So that's where you can go back and you you can make it because it's all about positioning right here. And I think kind of the consensus, if that trade would have happened, if LeBron would have gone to the Warriors, it would have positioned Golden State in a much better place once those playoff seedings are, are set because I'm with you. I know the Timberwolves are, are on the top of the, at the top of the West right now. But the, the the Nuggets are going to reassume that position, I think. But I yeah. I, I, I think it would have just been – I just think it would have been a, an incredible thing. I mean, when you think about when you see Steph Curry and LeBron James in the same uniforms dishing out plays, like you said, a facilitator and a shooter, those guys make an NBA magic right there. I think that, that would have been something for the ages right there, just to see those dudes on the same team together. I think LeBron James is – arguably still one of the top three facilitators in the league, right? Like, I, you talk about him being the king, but, uh, I mean, still, like, to, to to that point, like, LeBron James might be a, a few, uh, you know, a huge physical uh, specimen or whatnot, but you give him the ball, when he plays the point, he's still got some of the best court Absolutely. vision in the game, man. Um, yeah, again, it's a hypothetical. And then, you know, you want to talk about his defensive acumen, you, you know, couple him up with, uh, Draymond Green, who might have some of the best, the highest defensive uh, IQ in all the NBA right now. Uh, yeah, that would have been a, a juggernaut of a squad, man. Again, a, a fun hypothetical to go with, you know, when the trade deadline, um, you know, looming for the NBA, but uh, it didn't come to fruition. So we're just talking happy horse crap here. Uh, anyways, we do got to talk to you about some of our partners and friends from Texas Sports Unfiltered. Audiovisual consultations. That's right. 512-255-8670. The very best in audiovisual automation since 1988. 35 years in this bad boy around this great Austin, Central Texas area. They've been setting the standard in it, man. Um, so if you don't know what you want, if you don't want a huge big screen TV, maybe you want a, you know, four little quadrants of TVs like BK have, BK has, or two flat screen televisions that I have, um, 4K style, or you want your little cabinets, your arcade cabinets back there, you got to call audiovisual consultations. 512-255-8678. That's avconsultations.com. Rodney, I'm going to mute my mic so you guys don't hear the recycling in the garage trucks. Or excuse no me, the garbage trucks. I went, I went French with that. Garbage. Garbage. In the, in the garage. Hey, bet US guys, um, like I talked about, I won, won a little bit of money, lost more, but uh, won a little bit of money on bet US uh, this past weekend with uh, some Super Bowl prop bets and so forth and so on. You can still dive on right there. The best online sports book and casino out there, overs, unders, props, you name it, it's all right there. I was um, actually diving on there this morning. I was talking about Daytona 500 qualifying tonight. You can actually bet on NASCAR right there. And uh, they, they do the head-to-head with the drivers. Uh, for the 500 coming up on Sunday, you can bet them head-to-head. You can also go in and you can do futures bets on there as well to where you can even uh, pick a, a futures champion for the Xfinity Series or for the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series as well as the NASCAR Cup Series. But I'll tell you, if you do a little bit of research and there are guides on there to help you at BetUS, um, go, che- go to that Xfinity one. The Xfinity and the trucks are really cool uh, to dive into and uh, do some futures uh, there with that. Also, you can win big on college basketball. Obviously, the NBA we've been talking about, NHL and more. 
If you're watching on the YouTube uh, video link right here, just go down to the bottom and the video description. You're going to see the Bet uh, US uh, link right there. That'll take you right to it. If you're checking in on that free app and hitting us up on the code of text line, 222-9328, you can go to explore our socials. When you hit that, it will take you to that link as well. It is Bet US. Once again, the best place to bet on sports is Bet US. Great folks right there. Seriously, do that NASCAR thing. Uh, you'll dive yourself into that. I know. Uh, I know. I know. Last year, uh, right there towards the end of revved up ATX over at the other place, our man Ty Henderson, you know, a good friend of all of us, he had really dove into some of the NASCAR betting, and that dude was making some big coin <laughs> on NASCAR racing. Um, speaking of NASCAR racing, how about a word from our great friends at Covert BK? Hi, I'm Dan Covert with my wife Hayden. Welcome to Covert BK. Our newest location in the gorgeous hill country includes Buick, GMC, Cadillac, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, and Ram, and hundreds of pre-owned and certified vehicles for you to choose from. We have three service departments that are ready to take care of your car, truck, or SUV with 86 service bays to accommodate any repair and get you in and out quickly. Come visit us today to select the vehicle you've been dreaming about. Covert, born and raised in Austin. There they are. Great folks since 1909. Nobody beats a covert deal. Not now. Mm -hmm. Sure as hell not ever. Yep. You muted, my man. Muted up still a little bit right there. Still it's muted. Still damn muted. Recycling. That damn recycling, dude. I'll, I'll tell you. It's like, what? I get embarrassed. What I get embarrassed sometimes with the recycling because they come like on Monday and like they, they flip that can over sometimes. And, you know, if it's been something where we've had people over and there's just a shit ton of aluminum in there, you hear all that crashing. <laughs> And I know all the neighbors are like, oh, that Rodriguez. Again, aluminum can specialist. <laughs> yeah, so, that's what the, it's time. You know what it's time for? It's probably it's time for the best segment on this uh, on this channel, I would say. Or maybe 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 the show. Best segment on the show. No, the whole network. You think so? You're going to be that arrogant? Yeah. Damn right, all right. man. All right. It's right. it time for athlete of the week, ladies and gentlemen. Today we are coming to you from down under. Down under? Ooh, yeah, that down under. No, not that down under, guys. The popcorn thing? Huh? The popcorn thing? Down no, under? No, man. No, 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 no. We're going to Sydney, Australia. That's right, Sydney, Australia, because Anastasia Ashley Ooh. posed in 2014 and is still an active swimmer, still an active surfer in Australia. And uh, if you guys... You know me. I've watched the X Games. A um, little bit of a tight bod right here, man. And we know that she can blow through all the damn waves and ride the pipeline. That's better than almost a lot of other people out there. So I can't think of any other puns. But Anastasia is our athlete of the week. Give her a big, big round yeah. of applause there, Ring ladies and gentlemen. Of course, we. You know, you gotta have. You gotta be able to take all the damn waves or all the damn turns and you know in the ocean whichever they throw at you and anastasia does it well i don't know if you guys have ever been surfing before but it is one hell of a feat to accomplish um kind of like snowboarding when you got a lot of fresh powder on the day but you kind of want to stay back when you're boarding kind of attack and be aggressive with it and dig in uh with your back turn and i gotta tell you any athlete athlete like that that can uh blow through the pipeline and what what you say? Blow through the waves and ride the pipeline. Uh, any any one of them that can do that is definitely at the top of my list right there. Very, very attractive young lady right there. Very nice. Anastasia Ashley, uh, Australian surfer, yes. is our model for or our athlete rather for athlete of the week. All right, my All right. guy. Yeah. You guys bring those on to us. You can also send them to us on the code of text line, and we'll put them into consideration uh, each and every, what is today, Wednesday, right around 10. Every Wednesday. Yeah, yeah, right around 1040. Right I feel here like there's some wrestlers that are going to make the scene here eventually. Yeah. Or soon, yeah. right? Like, I feel like, the I feel like the female wrestlers are some of the craziest athletes that I've seen so far in the game today, man. Smoking hot, Dude, my guy, I smoking saw, hot. I saw the other day where... Trish Stratus. Obviously, the, the one of the best topics to talk about on a Valentine's Day, especially for two married guys. Oh, yeah, that's exactly right. Uh, where Trish Stratus popped up in one of those wrestling leagues again, and I'm like, holy smoke. She looks better than she did when she was, you know, in her prime. It's like A lot of controversy going on with female wrestlers and with the whole Vince McMahon, you know, type of sex. I, apparently, he's in the news again for more sexual scandal or whatnot, and 
or hell, that was what, a month ago, maybe, you know, half a month ago or whatnot, but he's had to step away from WWE and uh, as, as a spokesperson or whatnot, or as a chairman, he has no involvement. Matter of fact, there's the not a time in 30 years, no McMahon is involved in all of WWE, which is, yeah. it's just absolutely crazy. And it's astounding to even think about, but Hunter Hearst Helmsley is at the, at the head of everything for WWE, for all you wrestling fans out there. So if you have any gripes or complaints with where the booger eater uh, you know, fan base is going, make sure, you know, you reach out to Hunter instead of the McMahon family or whatnot. Yeah. Vince McMahon, the man that once said, Come on out, you rapist. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I forgot how that cringe and, I forgot how cringe it got in the 90s. Like, um, like the term rape was used a lot in the WWE scene, man. Like, or I think like one of the wrestlers was going to rape another wrestler's right wife was one of the narratives in WWE. Now, of course, you know, I, I just now got back into the scene probably about five years ago in terms of wrestling, but yeah, it's, didn't, you know, well, it was a wild and rocky when um, Zinnick put in the post that uh, Fields' contract is going to extend here after 2024. That could be the I don't have the, the numbers for it in 2024 or after 2024. I just have what he's scheduled to be paid out. Uh, well, I mean, of course, you know, nothing's going to come up uh, for the extension on 2025 uh, until, uh, you know, a deal's been inked or whatnot. But yeah. anyways, I you know, I don't know what the purse is going to be and but i would think that it's affordable for the chicago bears or you would probably get them or could get them at a franchise friendly deal like we talked about yesterday but yeah anyways, to go back to that field thing and that's the thing that they're with him you know i think staying in chicago i i mean honestly i think if for him to get out of chicago maybe that's even more beneficial because he has i mean i think he really has improved his value i mean and that I mean, like we were talking about. I mean, a year ago, we were talking about what is, what's what's going to happen with this dude. I mean, whatever the case is going to be. But I, I think he's proven himself worthy, I mean, to where he goes to. And and so much of it is, for me, with Justin Fields, is, as we've been talking about, that he needs to stay in Chicago. I think that he just has that really good leverage right now that there are so many organizations right now that can use, that can utilize his services that he can immediately go in and help them. Because you have so many quarterback-starved teams right now that need somebody like him. Um, and, and I think that that plays into his favor. But we need that domino to fall for, for everything else to, 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 to begin to taper itself out. Wags, a lot of the conversation has been, I mean, I heard it earlier with, with Bucky and BK. Um, I've seen it with some of the, some of the stuff on, on, on ESPN and all the different uh, media stuff right there. A lot of this conversation about Kyle Shanahan. Um, here we are a few days past this to where you go back to it, you know, with the overtime. Yeah, so I, I was wrong, Rodney. Apparently I was wrong. Like a, I guess his players didn't know the scenario in in how the the rules worked for overtime. Man, you were all over this thing, dude. It, it's and and I really think that it's shitty with Uzcheck to come out and throw the coach under the bus. I, I just don't think that's right. I mean, you say it the best: one team, one fight. You one don't. Fight protect, do that. I mean, you, yeah, you, you, you don't do protect that coach, right? Like. But I, that, yeah, like I, I didn't, I couldn't believe that it was, I, I couldn't believe that it was a player, uh, you know, regardless of who, whoever the hell it was. Like you should not be leaking that. You shouldn't be leaking your bag or your, you know, airing your dirty laundry, just mm -hmm. so to speak, for that old adage or whatnot. Um, keep it in house, seriously. Yeah. And if you're Shanahan, right? Like now you got a huge question. You know, wouldn't you? Is there a loyalty? Um, is there a loyalty question within the locker room with the head coach or whatnot? I. If if I'm Shanahan, you know, I don't care how you know valuable or or how much they mean to the team. Um, you can't have that. You can't have undermining going on in your locker room. You just can't. Um, yeah. Once you lose a little bit of respect in that locker room, it kind of it 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 gets cancerous and starts to grow and it could spiral out of control. Got to got to x that man. Got to alleviate that.
this is something that that can divide a locker room. I mean, one person like that. I mean, it's one person taking a shot like that, and that's where you know you're going to have you're going to have other dudes that are going to want to have their coach's ass. You know, they want to have their coach's back. I mean, especially with everything that I've heard and been told. I mean, Mike Shan or uh, Kyle Shanahan is a good dude. I mean, Rod Babers talks about him all the time. You know, the, what a great dude he is. He's a great football mind. But with all of this coming back down, I saw some some conversations that they had discussed overtime situations at the beginning of the playoffs but then in this moment right there i mean well, what do you have you, you don't have a whole lot of time right there to where you get ready for the coin toss to go in there and try to figure out what you're going to do i mean you can't sit down there and you have another the rule like you got to absolutely know the rules that there's a difference yeah. between the super bowl and there's a difference between the playoffs yeah yeah and, right? and depending even though i think it's a shitty way that that came out i mean it, it just appears more and more to me that they were not aware of the new Super Bowl rules uh, or the new overtime rules in the Super Bowl. And and I think that, like the guys were saying this morning, I think if they would have scored a touchdown, they'd have been jumping up and down thinking that they had just won Super they Bowl won, 58. won the game, right. Yeah. No, and but that, I, think the refer I, I can't remember the head official um, who explained it, but I think no, they explained it. Yeah. And clear, you know, and he even said, unless it's a defensive touchdown, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, you know, the game will continue going. We we were starting the game over is essentially what he said. I mean, gave you the gave you basically the damn rule just in the first uh the first phrase that he said, we're starting over. It's a brand mm -hmm. new ball game, right? You don't treat it like overtime. It's not it's not a brand new ball game in, in overtime with sudden death. First score wins, you know, if you if you get a damn touchdown or whatnot. Um and he also said both teams will receive the ball unless it's a defensive score. So, mm -hmm. and and maybe you are wrapped up too much in the Super Bowl to where you're not paying attention to the explanation of the rules by the officials. And, you know, moving forward, do we have the officials explain every game, you know, for for the coach or for the opposition uh, to kind of understand what the hell the, the you know, get, the, get a warm and fuzzy on the rules or whatnot? No, that's not on the refs. The coaches should know that going into it. As much as I love Shanahan and, you know, think that he's a great guy like the rest of, you know, the family from the horn or whatnot in, in Texas sports unfiltered, you, you know, you gotta, you can't lie to the eye in the sky. And it looked like they were a little, you know, a little flustered or whatnot and didn't know the, didn't understand the outcome or, or the rules of overtime. I, I thought that was a whole bunch of bullshit when you were talking about it the other day. Like I couldn't believe that an NFL coach, not just an NFL coach, but a, a coach of Shanahan Satcher would not have his team up to speed in for the biggest game in and arguably all of their careers yeah and that really and, and that, that's a bad thing about it where where i mean they say they were prepared i mean i, I saw where where shano said they wanted the ball third i mean and, and you, you you can do this however you want to do it but i mean the, the bottom line is i mean the, the, this is part of being prepared for the game i mean we always talk about you know with special teams kind of being that part that gets uh left behind and maybe something gets overlooked with special teams play or special teams execution or whatever but now that this now that this game is so complicated and so different i mean that that's something that has to be covered and i mean you have to think about this i mean i, I know with the at the half you know as halftime was going on you were 10 to 3 at the half I mean, I think that's something that you have to be prepared for, even at that point, to where it's like, you know, if we get to this point, here's what we want to do. And 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 the thing is, if they if if at some point we find out that they did have the scenario figured out and their plan was to not take the football regardless, then I think it's pretty damn clear, even through the haze, that they didn't know what to do. They didn't know the rules, did not know the rules, not prepared. That's that's you just like know. practice. Just are like you gonna practice. are you gonna be prepared tonight for Valentine's Day? Am I? Greetings, Sal. What's going on, brother? My 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 brother from Gotham. Yeah, are you gonna be prepared today? Oh, for man, I, I told you, I got the I got the roast going. It's one hour in, um, so that's gonna be ready to go. Um, I'm I'm doing what I'm told. Keep it do low. You put, do you put a Do you put a movie on? Do you have a special movie that you and Tracy watch? Not today. Tonight we're going to be watching the Daytona 500 pole qualifying. She may watch a movie downstairs, but um, I'll be watching Daytona qualifying. I'll get her to watch Daytona qualifying. Yeah. I'm going to try and throw a little clueless in there. My old the antics. Get my old yeah. get my old antics in there. I'm going to try and make some things happen. I'm going to try and make a play. I'm going to try and make a play tonight. 
It's a good thing. It's a very good thing. It is a, it is a good thing. I just got to yeah. figure out how I'm going to make that play. <laughs> so. This this kind of works out a nice. Got to figure out how I'm going to warm it up. <laughs> Butter her muffin. Um, so, so. <laughs> you fucking asshole. <laughs> this kind of works out nice for me. I haven't really said this, but but so the way this week turns out. So obviously today is Valentine's Day on on Thursday the or Wednesday the fourteenth. This weekend, I am going to try and butter the muffin. Butter her muffin, man. <laughs> um, so on Friday, we're going to a uh, a friend of ours, or her son's getting married. Uh, it's out in the hill country. We have a cabin. We have a cabin that we get to stay in uh, on Friday night. So kind of works out to where we have a date night that's already set on somebody else's dime. So that works out well. So I, I think that's why I'm getting a little bit of a leniency, maybe getting a little bit of a pass right here on uh, on Valentine's because the Friday, Friday is going to be the one. We go watch some youngsters uh, in marital bliss. They're getting married too young, but that's not my conversation to have. But we get to stay in a cabin. Gonna have a hot tub, all that cool stuff. I'll be buttering muffins on Friday. Wait, so hold on. <laughs> so wait, your kids get married? I'm, I, well, I, I don't know. Not mine. Okay. A great friend of ours. A great friend of ours. Okay. I, I don't know okay. why I took that okay. out of all that wags. Don't muffin don't, buttering and, and whatnot. Don't, but don't kill me like that, dude. I um, uh, God, don't make me have a stroke live on air when talking about my girls getting married. Zidic says salt lick is the way to go today for Valentine's Day. And it might just be because salt lick's the only thing that he knows from around here. But what's some spots, guys? Give me some ideas. I was, you know what? He's right. I I was lazy. I need your all's help. I need I need Chaos Theory's help here. Where what's some of the best venues I should go to and take Mrs. Wagner out tonight? Maybe I'm gonna have to take off, you know, of course, and, and leave work early, but she's clearly worth it. Where should we go and where can I get in with reservations being made so late, guys? That's that's gonna be the thing at this point. I mean, there's good stuff. Flemings. Uh Flemings is a nice place. Uh Salt Lake. If you're gonna do Salt Lake, you could do the one in Round Rock. We got one over here by the Dell Diamond now, so that's that's better than driving away the hell over there where Bucky lives. Man, that is way the hell out. Yeah, but that's there. still so that's the thing though, when you when you're Taking a ride down a driftwood, it's it's kind of like the experience. Um, but you got to do that after traffic, not clearly, right? Wednesday. You got. I don't mind yeah. driving as long as it's a smooth ride, you know. Yeah. And, instead and not of like on a Wednesday night, Wednesday bumper to bumper traffic. traffic. Uh, there's still going to be traffic on a Wednesday night, Rodney. Oh, that's what I'm saying. You know, it's one thing. You know, if you like, make a day out of it. Chewies, I mean, I, we love Chewies too, Rob. Thank you for the recommendation. We love Chewies, man. Hey, Olive you, you, Garden. You Olive now. Garden. The Olive oh, Garden. Jason, you're better than that. You're a, you're a senior, Jason. You're a senior on this channel. You should be Go leading on. the way. You're you know better than Olive Garden. We ain't getting a bread bowl from Olive Garden. Endless salad and endless bread. Endless, endless salad. I'm gonna need. get my gonna get my endless tossed salad. Yeah, yeah from, man, from you, Olive Garden. You here. give me that. You give me that and the breadsticks. And man, I just keep going back for breadsticks. I'm I'm like. Bring me a tray out here. Just set that shit down. Just leave them there. <laughs> I, I don't think I've eaten at Olive Garden maybe once in my life. Um, oh, dude, it, it ain't bad. I mean, I'm I'm not, serious. I'm not. I'm not. This isn't a, a joke. I think I think I've eaten at Olive Garden once in my life, and it was 2000, circa 2004. <laughs> serious. Uh, just to throw a random date out there, I think it was around 2004 that the first time in my life I've ever tried an Olive Garden, and I never went back. Yeah, for, I'll for tell what you what, it's worth. there's a lot of cool spots up your way over there now in that Cedar Park Leander area. There, there's some there's some really cool stuff over there. I mean, Round Rock down here downtown, I wouldn't have tried that tonight because we've done that on Valentine's Day before. You go down there and it gets a little bit out of hand. The the pasta house and all that stuff over there. But if you go up into Cedar Park, there's some really cool stuff. I don't, I don't know if this is. I don't know what what's going on here. I don't know if if red rocket cards something that you're supposed to give the wife on Valentine's Day, um, or am I missing the bit here, Dennis? Yeah, what the I, hell is a red rocket card, man? Know. Is it actually like an actual venue or a restaurant? Or are I you know red robin. Here? Like you, you go gonna red get me robin. in trouble, Dennis? Red robin, get a burger. Uh, I do know red robin. I don't know about red. Yeah, robin. I know red robin, but I don't know red rocket. Red Rocket oh, is the only Red name? Rocket. The only Red Rocket that I know is Andy not the Dalton. Red Rocket. You want any? You don't want to be anywhere near the Red Rocket. Yeah, the only one I know is uh, Andy Dalton. Ain't he the Red Rocket? Jason that's the Red Garrett. Rifle, my man. That's oh, the Red, Red Rifle. rifle. Whatever the hell. Same difference. Yeah, I don't know. He, he can still sling that Red Rifle of his, by the way. Still yeah, sling yeah, it. yeah. That's right. 
That's right. Throwing it all over there, man. Uh, no, yeah. that's so plans. I'm still looking for plans. Probably going to have to take off. Um, but do we do the dine-in? I think I'm going to do the dine-in and try and watch a show in bed or whatnot. Um, try and butter some muffins, man. But, uh, of course, you know, with a 17-year-old, doesn't really doesn't really happen these days. As a matter of fact, I think he actually watches the show. So if you're watching the show, you know what's going to happen. So oh, Don't come on. You know what all that noise is. What's all that oh, thudding coming from? Why is the house shifting? Extend your workout. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Why is the house shifting? Do we have some studs moving? No, just one stud's just moving. Stud. Just one stud is all you have moving. Got the bad dad jokes on the show today, man. Hey, um, hit so up here's, what's up, Mike? How we doing, brother? So here's what I usually do during athlete of the week. Um, I find the next two athletes as we're doing the the athlete for the day that uh, of the given show right mm -hmm. so i and i usually fall into these websites or just into these holes of the websites where i continue to go down trails of hollow nebulous clout so to speak right but i'm i'm right now i found myself down a story of wives of soccer so like it's not even athletes anymore. I'm actually going down the line of all the hottest soccer wives um, and giving them a rating of, of all time. I'm, I'm really, I, I, I got to get better at this. It, I go down these these holes and just fall into nothing, man. So, yeah, and, and that's this is why I got it. I took it all off my phone. I took TikTok off my phone. I took Instagram off my phone. I'll sit there for like seven minutes, ten minutes at a time just scrolling. Just, I'll tell you, for, for soccer. Just being, just being worthless. For for the women of soccer, we may have to have my new girlfriend, Mrs. Mahomes. She's soccer. She's not a soccer player, is she? She used to be. She's a soccer team. Brittany owner. Mahomes is a soccer player. Yeah, yeah. Brittany Mahomes kind of made my radar. I'm not gonna lie. She's she on our radar now. She's definitely she's made my sports radar. Sports Illustrated. So that means she is an athlete. Obviously, if she's in Sports oh, yeah. Illustrated, right? Yeah. yeah, that's not how that works, Rodney. It was it was through all that. Well, she did. She used to play soccer, but it, it was it was one of those times when they were showing her and Taylor, and they were all doing their sideways, whatever they call that. And I looked over, and I'm like, "And that one's kind of cute." And then it was like, "Wait a minute, that's Mrs. Mahomes. That's Brittany Mahomes." And so yeah, that's um. Thank you, Taylor. Thank you, Taylor Swift. You You're still thank you, Taylor crush. Swift. I'm all, I'm off the whole Taylor Swift train. All right, if that if that doesn't come back in in you know 2024, I'll be I'll be fantastic. Um, what do you want to break down tomorrow? What do you want to talk about tomorrow? We'll have some basketball on tonight. Tomorrow, yeah, we're going to have that. Uh, we'll, we'll have a little bit of that. Maybe we can start diving into, so what's coming up? But we got Daytona coming up this weekend. By the way, Daytona special coming up at noon right here on Texas Sports Unfiltered. Right after the Wagner Wire, I'll dive on, uh, break that race down for you, and uh, give you the nuts and bolts of what's going to happen there at the Daytona 5. You going to have Bobby on with you? I don't know if I'm going to invite him yet. We'll see. Most likely. Most likely. He usually I'm, I'm, makes the party a little bit better. Yeah, yeah, we'll bring him in. But, uh, yeah, we can kind of dive into that, maybe a little bit more of that mock draft stuff because that, that's kind of where we are right now. Um, and then I think we have to start talking again, Wags, about we got to start talking about Texas basketball because I think that this game coming up on, on Saturday is going, like we talked about, against Houston. Man, you got to go over there and back up what you did at home. You got to go in there and make that win or make that loss even more valid is what you need to do. Um, obviously, if you can go in there and beat them, that's great. I don't see that happening. But you got to back up that that quality loss that we keep talking about. Twenty three years oh, wow. to this uh, for this year is the anniversary. I can is it an anniversary? It's not really. You can't really call it an anniversary, man. Um, you don't really you know, celebrate anything of that. But that, yeah, the uh, intimidator, the great intimidator, um, Dale Earnhardt, man, my God, that was, uh, that was did, a day. Did, did, did his son win that race? No, no, his uh, Michael Waltrip did. His car did. Um, one of his cars did. Michael Waltrip, he gave Michael Waltrip um, the chance of a lifetime. Michael Waltrip was 0 for 362 in NASCAR races. And the first time he gets in a DEI, a Dale Earnhardt Incorporated car, he wins the Daytona 500 the day that Earnhardt dies. That was, that was such a weird day. Because if you think back to that, that was 2001 when all that happened. We didn't have all this social media. We didn't have everything that, that we do right now for this news to happen. But it was it was a situation to where I was sitting at my dad's house and, and, and these were, on you know, phones on the wall. I mean, regular landline phone calls. And I, and I had a buddy that lived over in Georgia and he called me and he's like, dude, 
I don't know if you realize this or not, but uh, I think Dale Earnhardt died. And I'm like, what? And, and, you know, nobody had an idea. And you could tell from the body language, if you go back and watch the end of that broadcast, where Darrell Waltrip and Mike Joy and, and Larry McReynolds, they look so uncomfortable. It uh, Did they know? Do you think they knew? I, I'm pretty sure they knew because the the most telling the most telling part of watching that if you ever go back and watch that wreck, watch at the end of the race when the the 36 car stops the M&M's Pontiac driven by Kenny Schrader, one of Earnhardt's best friends. Schrader gets out of the car, he goes walking around to take a look, make sure Dale's okay. What happened? Watch Ken Schrader. That's when I thought, holy shit, this is not good. This is not good. So the only other, the, the only thing. other real memory I have of that, like with death in sports, is when Owen Owen Hart died in mm -hmm. wrestling, right? And uh, you know, Jim and JB, they're, you know, they how they came out and just like I have the un, uh, I I forget what you know the actual phrase they rolled out, but I have an awful obligation to tell you that Owen Hart is dead. Yeah, and I, I'm just like, oh my god, um, yeah. You know, yeah, that's, it's just just when surrealness happens in sports. You know what I mean? It's just like, you know, this is supposed to be a show here, and of course, we all joked about it. You know, we we're just like wrestling's fake, wrestling's fake. Well, fucking clearly, wrestling is not fake. You know, after that, you know, these athletes are putting their body on the line for some yeah. of the craziest entertainment that we want to see in scripted sports, if you want to call it that. But still, um, yeah, uh, that was one of the most craziest memories in sports or surreal mm -hmm. memories in sports of, of my lifetime was hearing that Owen Hart had died. Uh, and, of course, you know, seeing um, – see, I, I didn't even see the race live of Daytona when, when yeah. Dale Earnhardt – It, um, you know, it, it looked – I mean, he'd been through a hell of a lot worse. I can tell you that. I mean, <laughs> but, I mean, and the most telling part right there is at the end of that when they're, when they're in the media room right there. And, it, like, the NASCAR media room is just a massive, massive humanity. And here comes Mike Helton, big burly guy big mustache you know he was like the the sheriff of nascar he comes walking up and and he's sitting there and obviously he, he's white as a ghost and he's standing there and they, he grabs a microphone and he goes you know uh, after the incident at the end of the daytona 500 we've lost dale earnhardt and it's like what <laughs> it's um uh, it's crazy um cb points it out right there if you if you sit down and watch that right there that is something holy shit they take you the documentary. Yeah. Where uh, CB? Do you know where that can be found? Is that on Netflix or anything like that? Yeah, you can. You can probably find that on YouTube. It's broken up in different pieces on YouTube to where it takes you all the way through to where. And and the thing is that that was probably the year that Earnhardt was best poised to break the the you know seven championships to become the first eight time champion, which we still don't have. He was on track that year to do that, and that happened. And it changed. It changed NASCAR, and that was. Fox, it was their first broadcast ever uh, of a NASCAR race. It's just, it's a riveting day. A riveting day. It will, it'll make you think, man. Crazy you know stuff. what a riveting show is? And thankfully with uh, audiovisual consultations, we'll give them one more shout out. I've been able to watch some of the best shows in all of the land and all of TV land. Um, Giselda, Rodney. Have you seen Giselda yet? Do you is know what Giselda's about? Is that the lady that cooks? No. Oh, that's Giada. That's G. I don't even know who the hell that is. I thought that was uh, the lady that bakes cakes. Yeah, Who's that's that? Gianna. Yeah, she bakes, cooks, does all these things. Recently divorced. Not her name, Mary. I thought that was Mary. Like Mary that baked all the cakes back in the eighties and shit. I didn't even. Know, I don't know who that is. <laughs> anyway, Mary. Same shit. <laughs> same shit. Giselda. Giselda, right? Giselda is a story on Netflix. It's a show on Netflix right now. Um, that is, I arguably top three. It's one of the most top three shows watched right now. Top shows viewed uh, on Netflix, and it's got uh, Sofia Vergara. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. And of course, we you know this show's known for praising beautiful women, of course. Um, but you really see the range of Sofia Vergara in Giselda here. Of you know, and anybody that's watched her on Modern Family or whatnot, you know how glory or how beautiful she is and how talented she is there. Um, but you really see the range of her in this 1970s, early 80s, um, just memoir of Giselda. I, Giselda Blanco, I think, is her last name. But the the beginning mm -hmm. quote 
at this story is from Pablo Escobar. And it's him saying, I've only, in all of my lifetime, and I'm paraphrasing here, in all my lifetime, I've only been afraid of one man, and it's Giselda Blanco. That's how ruthless this group. She's known as the godmother of drugs or, or narcotics in the 1980s and 1970s in Miami. Um, I don't want to give away the complete story, but if you're looking for something besides sports to watch on your nights, Giselda is one of the best streams or the best shows to stream on Netflix right now. What's up, gentlemen? How are we doing, Jordan and uh, Jeff? Did uh, CB say Giada is smoking hot like Giada, like the, the food lady? The food yeah, chip? that's what I was talking about. Jeff knows who it is. Yeah, uh, I actually, uh, the reason why that drew my attention, I actually met her briefly when I was in New York a couple of years ago. Is she ago. hot? Yeah. Yeah, she was at a, um, my wife and I went to a uh, Today Show. Like, you know how you do the little plaza oh, yeah. Yeah. bit? Yeah. Yeah, and she was there. She, I guess she had a, I don't know, I don't watch morning shows. So I guess she had like a weekly segment on the Today Show. She was cooking something up. So, yeah, yeah, she was there that day. Her and yeah. Al Roker. Al Roker, nice guy, by the way. Boy, that dude is laying down, man. He's like a rail now. What, uh, what, you guys got any crazy Valentine's Day plans? Jordan, you taking any crazy girls out or anything like that? Uh, Come on, no. I got to live vicariously no. through y'all here. No, Jordan, no, you're our only man. Wags, I'm, I'm married with a kid. I'm, I'm, Same I here, man. I'm looking, yeah. I'm looking for you, man. Um, yeah, uh, my daughter's got dance practice at six fifteen. It's getting so. crazy tonight with dance practice. <laughs> I think it's a hip hop class at six fifteen. So that's that's what there we're it is, man. <laughs> crazy with dance practice. Lights out by nine. Boom. There we go. It's crazy. Yeah. Pretty much the way things roll at my house these days. That's right. All right, man. Well, help, All right, man. make sure everybody has a happy Valentine's Day. And uh, you know, for everybody that watched Chaos Theory and watching the rest of Texas Sports Unfiltered, it's time for it's only an hour, and it's up for the guys, man. You guys have a great Valentine's Day. Yeah, you guys do hey, the same. Thank uh, you, Chaos Theory. Athlete Day. Boom.